Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. A crackdown on noisy protests outside the homes of Supreme Court justices. I'm Nick Ainelli. A mission group from Maryland will head home after being stuck in Central American protests for a week. I'm Luke Luger. The Nats dropped their ninth straight and may be about to lose a homegrown superstar. Good morning. It's 1 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Tom Fotey in Washington. President Biden's Mideast trip ended with unresolved questions about just what he did or did not say to the Saudi crown prince about the murder of a dissident Saudi journalist that the prince is suspected of having ordered. Mr. Biden claims he had strong words. The Saudi foreign minister who was there says he didn't hear them. True? No. That as Mr. Biden returned to the White House late tonight and with more correspondent Ed O'Keefe. The Biden trip began with a new agreement between the U.S. and Israel to partner in stopping Iran's nuclear ambitions. Even though Mr. Biden also wants to restart global negotiations with Iran over its nuclear program, something Israel strongly opposes. The president also announced new economic aid to the Palestinians, even though he admitted Israeli-Palestinian peace talks are a way off. And in Saudi, he announced a series of regional, economic, technological, and military agreements and squared off with the crown prince over human rights. Still overseas, reporting from war-stricken Ukraine, correspondent Holly Williams. Russia's defense minister ordered his troops to, quote, further intensify military action across Ukraine. Now, we don't yet know exactly what that's going to look like, but certainly many people expect this conflict to become a grinding war of attrition that may be fought over several years. It has already lasted close to five months. Back here with emotions rising since the leaked partial showing of surveillance video of the Robb Elementary School massacre in Uvalde, Texas. Survivors and victim families now await the Sunday release of all of it. 19 children and two adults were killed in that mass shooting. State lawmakers will play the entire 77-minute hallway surveillance tape from inside Robb Elementary for the victims' families. They'll also provide a draft of the State House Committee's investigation into what happened. The truth is what they're going to see, and then they're going to see those agencies that were in there and were standing down. Esmeralda Mickelson is among the protesters at the Uvalde Town Square. Stop the Uvalde cover-up, y'all. That's what they're doing. Chris Fox for CBS News, Uvalde, Texas. On the Health Watch, a shortage of vaccine against the monkeypox epidemic in major cities. Correspondents Michael George and Dr. John LaFouque. Right now, the CDC says there are at least 1,841 cases nationwide, with outbreaks reported in 43 states in Puerto Rico. There's not a lot of experience in this country with handling monkeypox, so people have to be patient with each other, and we have to understand it's very important to get the word out and to educate everybody. As the vaccine rollout expands, it's a relief for those able to get the shots. As for COVID-19, the latest subvariant still causing a jump in infections. This is CBS News. Find great hires fast with Indeed. Their end-to-end hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in the same place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. 103, Sunday morning, July 17, 2022. 72 in the nation's capital. Skies clearing a little, but maybe some patchy fog. Upper 60s and near 70 overnight.
Hello there, I'm Ian Crawford. Top local story we're following for you this morning. A man is dead this morning, another injured after what police say is an officer-involved shooting. It happened right after 9, Saturday night in the 800 block of Wharf Street. D.C. Police Chief Robert Conti says two off-duty police officers were at the wharf when they saw an armed man. While they were here, they observed an armed individual uh, pointing a handgun uh, down in the waterfront area. Our officers uh, engaged that person who was carrying the firearm shot was fired. At least this time we know at least one shot was fired. The man shot by police was taken to the hospital where he later died. A second person was hurt, grazed by a bullet. That person is in the hospital. It's unclear where the armed man was aiming his gun, but that gun was recovered at the scene. No officers were hurt. We'll bring you more on this as it develops. It's 104. A home invasion robbery in Alexandria turned deadly on Saturday morning. And police have now made an arrest. Here's WTOP's Melissa Howell. Two people are dead after being shot over on Century Drive near Duke Street. Alexandria police say a person of interest is now in custody. Just before 7.30 a.m., police got a call about a burglary. When they arrived, they found one of the victims who died on the scene. The other later died at a nearby hospital. We had the uh, uh, burglaries in one location, uh, possible burglaries in another location, um, and then the shots fired in another location. Alexandria Police Chief Don Hayes. As far as we know, everyone who was involved in the incident has been accounted for. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. Sentencing is set for next month for an Annapolis man convicted of assaulting two police officers. The jury convicted the 26-year-old of biting one Anne Arundel County police officer and trying to bite another one as they were trying to arrest him at a fast food restaurant in September of last year. Brandon Hardy was also convicted of felony drug charges for having fentanyl, cocaine, marijuana, and Suboxone strips on him, along with cash and a digital scale to weigh drugs. Police caught up with Hardy at the restaurant after he took off running a red light and hitting two cars along Route 10 and Mountain Road. Another person in Hardy's car told police his name, and they used a cell phone to find him at the restaurant. When police tried to arrest him, they say that's when he bit one of them. Ann Kramer, WTOP News. It's 106. Homes of Supreme Court justices have been the site of protests in recent weeks, ever since the court overturned Roe v. Wade. Montgomery County police now have a warning related to the amount of noise protesters have been making. A man accused of plotting to kill Justice Brett Kavanaugh was arrested by Kavanaugh's home in Montgomery County last month. But now police are dealing with new problems related to protests. We're receiving numerous complaints about the noise. Montgomery County Police Chief Marcus Jones says protesters who go to Justice's homes have been using megaphones and playing loud music, leading to neighbors at times being unable to sleep. And that's going outside of the scope of having a peaceful protest. And he's warning that that could be considered disturbing the peace or disorderly conduct, which could lead to protesters being arrested. Three of the nine Supreme Court justices live in Montgomery County. Nick Einelli, WTOP News. Dozens of Maryland students and their chaperones finally heading home. They were on a missionary trip, trapped at a compound in Panama for a week. Countrywide protests over inflation and high gas prices have blockaded most of the major roads in Panama. The missionaries from the four participating Seventh-day Adventist churches, Spencerville, Frederick, Atholton and Columbia, New Hope and Fulton, made up about 30 teenagers and adults. And those roadblocks have kept the group at a compound and prevented them from traveling to help build a school in another part of the country. But now the Chesapeake Convention of Seventh-day Adventists says all members will be heading home. The group got a brief window through the roadblocks early this morning and are now waiting to fly home. 
Luke Luger, WTOP News. I can after traffic and weather, a recap of President Biden's just-concluded trip to the Middle East. It's 107. Here's a highlight from Andrew Osborne, the staff tech marketing architect for public sector at VMware on the Zero Trust Cyber Exchange presented by Kerasoft. You're going to have to identify the data. That ultimately is the protection that everyone in the industry is going to model no longer our devices, even to some degree, the end user themselves isn't the protected notion in this model. It's the data. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network.